Welcome to the Project In Between podcast, an open and safe place where we are sharing stories of healing from emotional and stressful events. Some of these events include domestic violence, all kinds, financial, emotional, physical, death, miscarriage, suicide, PTSD, divorce, postnatal depression, addiction, depression, anxiety, job loss, job loss, you name it. We've all experienced it. After any form of emotional trauma, there is an in-between phase, a healing phase. The in-between phase, this is where uncertainty meets growth and renewal. We all heal from these situations at different rates. What matters is the stories we resonate with, the lessons we have gained, and the experience that has made us a better person. So today we have Holly from Holly's Hairdos. Holly is a hairdresser and Holly's in-between story is one of healing after the death of her beautiful mum, Christine. Christine. Um, Holly lost her mum to multiple myeloma a year ago. A year next month. A year next month. Um, So this is the story of Holly's in-between phase of healing after the death of her beautiful mum. Welcome, Holly. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Um, what do you do for a living? Obviously, you're ahead. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, uh, yeah, I grew up down the Gold Coast. I'm one of four daughters. Had a normal upbringing, as normal as can be. Um, we went camping a lot. We went to the spit on a Saturday and got hot chips. Um, yeah, hot chips. Hot did you feed the, the Did you feed the seagulls? Yeah, <laughs> I the car for a chip. Got attacked by the birds. <laughs> Normal stuff. Um, so pretty normal childhood. Yes. On the Gold Coast, the yeah. sunny Gold Coast, and you're living, what, where is this, Bay Desert? Yeah, Jimboomba. 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 Out in the boondocks? Yes, out in the sticks. <laughs> okay, and you're a hairdresser, obviously. Yes, I'm a hairdresser. I've been hairdressing since I was 14, left school, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I work from home now, I have my own little... Um, empire, I like to call I love it. it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, if everybody can see, she set it out so awesomely. I love it. Just chilled out space. Everyone can come and get their hair done and feel comfortable and relax. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your obviously after the death. Nobody likes losing anybody from their lives. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about your in between story with your mom and how it affected you and your family and. Who, Everything, really. So mum got sick, got diagnosed at the end of May 2018. Um, we were all camping. It was my sister's first year wedding anniversary. Um, we were camping, having a good time, and her arms fractured in her sleep. So we went to hospital the next day and um, had heaps of scans and tests and stuff like that done and got diagnosed. The night, the Monday night, after we'd all left at 10 o'clock at night, the doctors told us riddled in cancer, bone cancer, multiple myeloma. Um, for two and a half years, she had constant treatment, um, relapse, treatment, relapse, treatment for two and a half years, and then finally relapsed in December 2019, and it was the worst relapse. Um, yeah. She was in and out of hospital after that with being um, called where your blood's so low. Um, anemia. Anemia. Yeah. What anemia? Anemia. Yeah. And she had what was it like? 
like her all her blood count was too low. Yeah, yeah. she get infections. Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she was finally let out of hospital. Like this come out to this time last year, coming into COVID. Um, and yeah, she went home for two days and then got rushed to hospital with septic and then got septic shock and was put into ICU and they just couldn't keep it going. Yeah. How was your experience um, like for you guys as a family? Um, you know, I can only talk about it from a nursing perspective, but um, how did you guys feel about, you know, how things are explained to you guys throughout her um, diagnosis and through obviously her death and, um, like, did you feel ever feel heard or did you ever feel lost? You know what I mean? Like, constantly. Well, it was constant not knowing is this going to work or what are those results, what are those results, like, what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, it was a constant... I'm not a controlling person and my sister, a couple of my sisters are the same, but we like to be in control. And in this situation, you don't know anything and it's day by day. And yeah, it's that whole need for certainty and I guess it does bring up a whole bunch of anxiety around, yeah, um, yeah the not knowing and is this going to work and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Never, ha- like, just wanting reassurance but no one ever giving you, obviously they can't give you that, but just having an honest conversation with someone and... Yeah. The truth, like, yeah. Was it the fact that um, was the anxiety more that you just didn't understand what they were saying to you guys, or um... possibly I didn't really do much googling or anything like that. Right. I thought my sister and my dad did. I was a bit naive to it, maybe, but yeah, it was just constantly. You think there might have been a yeah seat sort of thing, yeah, an element of denial or something, and you didn't want to look it up or. I probably, yeah. But then towards the end, like Christmas 2019, I knew that that was, I just knew in myself that was on borrowed time. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think was the most frustrating experience throughout that whole time, do you reckon? Um, Probably still trying to live a normal life and do everything normal, but then still not knowing. Work yeah. so hard and not being seeing out of the light because you can see a little bit of light, get a little bit of treatment, back, 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 relapse, relapse, hope, hope, hope. Yeah, mm. it was definitely hard. And I don't know, I guess I really struggled with seeing mum so vulnerable, so, yeah, yeah that's right. so sick and helpless because I'm a fixer, I've got to fix everyone. <laughs> I think it's, that. I know, I think it's a woman thing. I'm yeah. starting to realize it's a, like we're all just so, um. I don't know, it's just who we are as, I guess, nurturers and things like that. And when you can't fix something, um, no matter who you are, I think when you want to fix somebody and you can't, it's that's probably the most frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It hurts. It hurts, yeah, because you can't fix it. It's it's out of your control. Yeah. The out of control control. feeling is is the worst (laughs) feeling ever. It is. But my house was clean because I could control that. (laughs) That's right. I remember getting Snapchats of you doing OCD. the bed. Yeah. <laughs> it actually reminds me of the story of Sharon that I told. Um, yes. About how she was cleaning her house frantically yeah. and sort of running away. Do you think there was an element of you running away from your feelings yeah. and emotions? Yeah. And cleaning and drinking. Drinking, yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. Now yeah. That's, that's a big thing too, the, um, the drinking and... I'm wondering if 
I've been noticing there's a really common theme amongst the people that I've been interviewing um, about not feeling your emotions and not feeling like you can feel them or yeah. give yourself the space to feel that. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yes. Like, yeah. I was brought up well, but I like I feel like I wasn't allowed to feel how I wanted to feel. Mm. Into us at like a certain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You just got to get on with it. Put your big groceries on and get on with it. Yeah, put, put on your big, big yeah. girl panties. And, yeah. Just, and and just get on with it. Yeah, I actually have noticed even with like I'm going to be forty this year, and I've only just noticed that even with Ava, like I for the first part of her life, I did that with her. Yeah. Like I was like, you know, she'd fall over. I'm like, you'll be right. Get up. Yeah. And and then I've only in the last like since I wrote my book and all that other yeah. stuff, and as I was sort of going through my own things, um, I realized that. I was sort of handing her my old scripting as well, which yeah. was don't feel your emotions. And, yeah. and now I'm sort of doing it the other way around. I'm like, it's okay to be angry. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to be sad. Do you do that with your kids? I now? do. I, when I was listening to Sharon's podcast, I think, I can't remember which one, yeah. about the book, Untamed. Untamed, yes. After reading that book, I, I feel so like I parent different to my girls because I'd be so emotional yeah and really like, just whatever and yeah usually I'm like no, get up you'll be right yeah but yeah no they they have feelings and I think yeah you don't want to put our stuff onto them yeah I love that that's a change even though I only just read it recently and I've kind of always known about um you know being we are societally scripted to not feel our emotions and that you know we're looked upon as crazy if you know like <laughs> I know some people thought I was bloody nuts when you know me and Shane separated oh look she's crazy I'm like no I'm not crazy because I'm happy yes and when did when did happiness become <laughs> like this element of crazy yeah there's something wrong with you because you're now happy yeah or you choose happiness or i'm choosing yeah. happiness for myself therefore yeah. i'm crazy yeah there's something wrong with you <laughs> yeah i don't yeah it's crazy there's something yeah like yeah. i think and within australia um like i did a research thing last year at uni and and i noticed that um the mental health rates within australia they're discussed like yeah. it's 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 just so insidious and we're one of the worst countries in the world that are affected by mental health and last year definitely made it worse yeah. but I'm starting to realize that it's it like if you actually walk around and talk to people you will see that they're not that we've just not been able to feel our emotions yeah. intergenerationally yeah correct yeah it's crazy I talk to people all day long and yeah, it's so sad that people aren't, yeah. Yeah, see, as hairdressers, feel, yeah. You guys are like, have got to be unpaid psychologists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much a hair doctor and a head doctor. And a head doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Because, yeah, because people are sitting there and you're playing with their hair and you're like, oh, so how was your day? They open up, they're so, yeah, no one asks. How are you? What's going on? Yeah. You look tired or yeah. I usually say that. But <laughs> when someone asks you that, then they break down and they're blah, 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 you know, it all, yeah. Okay, so how do you cope? Okay, so being the fact that you are a hairdresser and people do open up to you, um, how do you cope 
with taking on other people's emotions? Do you take on other people's emotions? I used to. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I had Willow and I had the postnatal, up until then I took everyone's stuff on, would go home, think about it, dwell on it, and it would eat me alive sometimes. But now I can, yep, talk, yep, okay, done. Yeah. Close the salon door, leave it in the salon, go about normal life. But it's taken nearly 15 years, like yeah. 10 years, yeah, to learn it. So amongst your family, while you guys were going back, sorry, we sort of segued. (laughs) That's what happens usually. Um, But going back to you guys, like with your family and stuff, did you find that you took on your families? Like as as a group, did you guys, how did you guys cope emotionally? In the beginning, we were a unit and we all spoke. Because in the last 10 days of mum's life, when she got rushed in with the septic, that was COVID, we're in lockdown. So there was me, my husband, my children, my sister, her husband, her two children, my younger sister, her child and dad all in the one house. And we're up and down at the hospital, me and my sisters and the husbands are at home with kids. And we're a very tight unit. But then once the funeral and we went on our own way, we all sort of dispersed. Yeah, and didn't, like we weren't, as supportive of each other as understanding. Yeah, right. So I guess as we left that little comfort bubble of mum and dad's house, we were, had each other, but yeah, I don't know. It caused a um, separation almost. Like, yeah. Hmm. That, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting how. And I wanted to everyone to try, uh, trying to talk to everyone and fix the situation. Or you wanted to fix it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, like, I just ended up as, person in the corner rocking back and forward because everyone feels different that's right did you have was there for you because I know that you're a fixer um and you wanted to fix everybody and not look after yourself in return obviously um did you have any form of a rock bottom kind of moment where you're just like okay I can't do this anymore I can't fix everybody I can't heal everybody yeah you did yeah it was probably three days after mum died and we're all at dad's house and I just couldn't deal with anyone. We we're organising the funeral and little, little, com- little comments just got to me and stupid stuff. And I hit rock bottom. I said, hey, let's go home. Come home for three days. I was in bed for three days. I didn't eat, didn't shower. Heath dragged me out in bed to the doctors. Um, that is the worst I've ever been. Like I could not see my life without mum. Yeah. I even I had beautiful like two daughters and yeah yeah just, that was my rock bottom. Well, because she's your mother and yeah and, and nobody likes to lose a parent or or anybody for that matter. It doesn't matter you know that you're strongly bonded to yeah. And it's kind of like you lose a limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt to, I said to him, cut my arms and legs off just to have mum back. Like yeah, just be a little bobby person. Yeah, but yeah, I just I can't. Yeah, that was the worst I've ever felt. I've never, I can't even explain how I felt. So that's the, that's the, and then, and then, the, and obviously, so that was three days after, and like we're a year down the track, like in the in between phase, and it can go on for ages. Like Sharon said the other day, twelve years it took yeah. her. Yeah. Like, and I don't think you ever fully no. heal. Like I said, you never with a scar, you never 
you can't see in emotional or mental scars. Yeah. You can see them on your body, obviously. Yeah. But you never heal back the same way. You, you, you are the same person, but you're different. Yeah. Do you agree? Correct. Yeah. I say that the heat, I'm like, I'll never be normal Holly or the mother that I used to be. Like, I just, I'm different. And he doesn't understand that. And that. I don't want him to understand that anytime soon. But yeah, it's just different. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, and that's the thing too, is like we as humans, we don't like change. No. We bloody hate it. People do not, people like to get into their happy little bubbles. Yeah. And and not change. But, I mean, obviously with the death of your mum, it's changed you as a person, not for the worse, but probably for the better, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've learned a lot of, yeah, life's just different. I yep. look at life different every day is so different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I um I reckon even for me with nursing and stuff like that um, and, you know, after last year for myself, like I've lost people as well. I've lost a lot of people, but I definitely, I'm the same as you. I don't look at life in the same way. No. Anymore. no. And some people could probably say think of it as like pessimism or what it's not that it's and I'm very optimistic in fact I'm what I know now for sure is that you know life can change at the drop of a hat correct yeah Yeah. just like that yeah something you're planning for me tomorrow yep we'll do that tomorrow's not not guaranteed tomorrow why wait till tomorrow to do that yeah I 100% agree and the way I the way I live my life right now is I completely enjoy every single piece of what I do. Like, yeah. you know, I'm constantly going out to into nature. There's a lot of research actually around that, around being, I mean, you live here in beautiful country sort of, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of research around nature being very, very healing and nurturing for and soothing for your mental health. Yeah. So you like you've got this beautiful property. We do, we do. <laughs> so you've obviously ticked all of those boxes. Yeah. Um, so were there um or has there been any form of like healing modalities that you have sought out in the last year um to help you obviously um like there's different ways of seeking out healing or whatever, like the psychologists and Etc. Etc. Like have you gone to support groups or? I tried to talk to a grief counsellor and I got nothing out of that. She just spoke about a dog. It was over the phone, so it was COVID. So it wasn't like traditional go to someone and talk. Um, I spoke to a lot of family, and I got a lot of comfort from people that have been through the same thing that have experienced that similar situation. Um, outside. I just, he used to know I would always go outside. Yeah. I just, he's like, take your shoes off. Go walk around the yard. Get the negative energy off your feet, <laughs> out of your body. And yeah. I'm like, oh, mate, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I want nothing out of counselling, but a lot of being outside in nature. Yeah. Having a beer. Yeah. Watching the kids yeah. and just watching the world go by. Mm. Music mm-hmm. as well. Music yeah. is a... Yeah, music is amazing. It really is. It's and if you think about it, music is somebody else's creativity coming out, you know, and them bearing their souls to 
the world and yeah. and it's kind of I found a lot of healing through music and stuff like that in the last year myself. Yeah. I have music on all the time. You come in today and there's music on. Yeah. I always have music on. <laughs> I don't know, just different types of music. Yeah. I'm always in my car driving with Ava and like I'll start singing. <laughs> she's like, she looked at me because she's eight. So she's at that prepubescent yeah. age where she just looked at me and she's like, do you have to? And I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yes, I do. And like, I'll be dancing around the um, like this. I've got this island bench in my apartment, and like, I'll have the music on while I'm cooking dinner, and I'll start dancing. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you're crazy, mum. I'm like, are you embarrassing? Oh, oh. Yeah, she goes, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, why is dancing and singing and being happy? Why is that embarrassing? And why is that crazy? Yeah. I'm like, that is not crazy. Yeah. That is like, mum is happy. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. What do you want me to do? Be like yeah. curling up in a ball, like yeah. crying my eyes. in the corner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they are funny. So no, funny. Um, so what else? Like you're a hairdresser, so a lot of people go to. I think Sharon said, "Yeah, yeah." You- I also, I never. I'm a hairdresser. I never got my hair done. I've never paid to have my hair done mm-hmm. ever until the last twelve months. I'm going to oh. get my hair done. I want to get my hair done yesterday. I changed yes, my color. Yes, it looks beautiful. Yes. Um. Getting my nails done, feeling good about myself, yep. happy with the way I look yep. on the outside. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because I like to, you know, we all hide like all that yuckiness. Yeah, we all like to look nice. Yeah, yeah. Just looking up, yeah. Meditating. I haven't done as much as I'd like to, but yeah, yeah. meditating in amongst life. I think even just going outside is a form of meditating. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, you've got this beautiful um, like property. Um, it, that is a form of meditation in itself, and listening to music. Yeah, yeah, it's just the same. Um, I can't believe that until twelve months ago, you get your hair. So there, there you yeah, go. You can say who yeah, did my hair? Yes, who? Hey, hey, you hey, did. What color my hair? <laughs> hey, what even sometimes trim the lot, like the straight line. <laughs> Just give me a little trip. Oh my god, that's so funny. That so, is so funny. Yeah. Um, so now you're actually going to yeah. I'm a good girl. I'm going to I'm proud of you. Good girl. Good girl. Okay. Um, so have you got a favorite inspirational quote? Something that might have gotten you through the last year or something that just really I love a good quote. Yeah. My favorite quote at the moment. Um, it's a picture mm-hmm. and it has it's a, someone on the bus that says, You have a, a ch- a choice every day you wake up. There's a man sitting on a, two men sitting on a bus and one's sunny and waterfalls and another one is um, dark, cloudy sky. And I just love that. Yep. Every morning we get up, we have a choice to be happy. We, we do. have a choice to. Yep, 100%. We have a choice. Yeah. I know that, I mean, we all go through pain and we'll experience pain on different levels. Um and it is as, as it seems or sounds harsh, but it's actually true. It really is. We have a choice. We have a choice to be happy yeah. or to be sad. We're allowed to feel sad. Yeah. But then, you know, okay, I felt the feelings. Like, what's something cool that I can look at? An inspirational quote. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. Um. All right. A favorite book, podcast. That book, um, Untamed. Untamed. Yeah. So oh. I didn't know that you'd read that. Yeah. How yeah. great is it? Yeah. I never read until the last 12 months and I read a lot of self-help books. Yeah. And then a client got me into that. Wow. Yeah. And the universe has been looking out for you. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, um, what about uh, your favourite? Oh, yeah, favourite food right now. Now, like, have you, have you discovered anything new that you like in the last 12 months? Or something that you're finding love for, like, food-wise? Fresh, just fresh food. Mm. Just, yeah. I Eating healthily and stuff. Yeah, I don't eat, I don't do a lot of cooking. My husband cooks. Oh God! Can but, you send me one yeah, of those? I, I need, I need, I need a uh, new husband and yes, somebody yeah. that can cook for me. Because <laughs> I hate cooking too. Sometimes I'm like, oh God! Yeah, just food that gets the family together. Yeah. So tacos. Tacos have been a big thing lately. Yeah. Yeah. We all sit down, on, get a mat, sit down, sit on the floor, and all eat tacos <laughs> together. That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's cool. That's a form of getting together. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay, your favourite piece of music. What sort of music do you like or is there a specific song at the moment that you... The specific song at the moment is Pink's new song. Oh. Come with me, Sunshine. Me and the girls love that song. Oh, that's actually, I heard that, I love her. Yeah. Um, that song is so beautiful. Yeah, she's different. Mm. And Chris Stapleton, Fired Up. I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm always looking for new music. I'm to not listen a country to. person. Yeah. But yeah, I just I love that. Just I love all kinds song, of yeah. music. In the last couple of years I've been getting into R and B, which is quite strange for me. Oh, old school R and B? No. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. I can't remember who it is. Oh, um, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I don't know. You don't know who that is? Kendrick Lamar, which and he actually he calls them bitches and stuff. I don't know. Oh, why. Yeah. But it's it's more like the beats of how he sings yeah. and stuff. He's pretty cool. Um different. Yeah, I know. But country, even I like country music as well. Yeah, I, I think give it to me. Yeah, I'm all interested for it. <laughs> okay. And um your a, a piece of advice that you would give to your youngest self. Um that would be You can never predict, never predict or think how your life is going to turn out. So make every day count. Mm. I think for me, I'm a big goal maker, but I'm also very flexible. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, I used to be, I used to be, I mean, I think a lot of us women, women nurses especially are very like in control of everything yes. and all that sort of stuff. I've learned a lot in the last couple of years since I've sort of had a break from nursing and stuff that, um, yeah, you're never in control of anything. No. It's, it's cool to have goals and stuff, um, yeah. you know, but be flexible. Yeah. And know that it's okay to change and change is a part of life. Yeah. Like and growth. to grow. Growth. Yeah. yeah. Growing is a part of life. Yes. You know, and I think, I've yeah. I've definitely learned that. Yeah. Do you think in the last 12 months that's probably, and if you think about it, that's probably been the biggest gift that your mum's given to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Is um, you getting your bloody hair done? <laughs> getting your hair done, learning how to look after, like yeah. love yourself, and it's just brought us like me, my husband, and the kids just heaps closer. Yeah, like we're a unit now. That's great. And he, yeah, he's, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I love all the yeah. snapshots of you. He was great. I love you. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, thank you very much for um, coming on. I love your story. I've, Thank you for having me. That's all right. Um, so for anybody that's interested, uh, Project In Between, I'll be running um, healing workshops both in person and online. Um, and if you want to uh, reach out to Holly, if you want to get your hair done, yeah. what's your... Oh, my Facebook page. Facebook page. Um, Holly's Hairdos. Holly's Hairdos. Yeah. So if anybody wants to come get their hair done by Holly, I personally had my hair done. She's amazing. 
I'll hook you up. <laughs> She'll I'll hook everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you.